Welcome to the interview. I'm Trudy Kerr, and each week I'm going to be talking to artists, campaigners, politicians, businessmen and women, musicians, performers, and those people who shape and influence the fabric of our society. This is the second part of a two-piece feature on M-Team and Matthew James. And in this interview, I'm speaking to Matthew James, but also uh, right here in the middle of the doc- lockdown, created M-Team with Cousine, Mr. M and Mickey Margot forming M-Team and releasing what turned out to be one of the biggest singles of the year. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you, each of you? Uh, I'm very good. Very good. Doing fine. Okay, and we're talking to... Mickey Margot. There we go. All good over here, but... 2020, it is what it is. Okay, you're saying that, but you know, I mean, in fairness, you've had a really great year. Love the beard, by the way. Thank you very much. Beard is looking excellent. (laughs) Mr. Miguel, this is the first time that we've actually met in person. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, I'm with you. It's the best reporter and the most fun interview. Eh, so. so I love you. This is going <laughs> to be great. great. And big bonuses to you. Um, Matt, now we've just uh, we've been talking already and, uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, Matthew James in the context of M-Team. But you're all good. You're great. You've had a brilliant year and you've already mentioned that this has been one of the most exciting things for Matthew James in 2020. Definitely. definitely. I, the most. The most. M-Team was, was the greatest thing that happened to me this year. Well, that, that is quite something to say. Well, listen, I just want to ask, uh, we're going to be talking about music we've been talking about the the new single that came out a little bit later on um but i want to just ask you you know 2020 we are coming to the end of 2020 it has been a devastating year for most people in the arts and music industry how has it been for each of you first up for miguel for mr m how has it been for you uh it's been a bit bittersweet but i have a love-hate relationship uh with this year i mean Given the virus crisis and the lost lives, I mean, uh, that sucks a lot. And, uh, but on the whole, I met new people. I met these three amazing guys making badass music. And, um, and it's been the best year for music for me. So, uh, and more to come. But... Uh, it's a love-hate relationship, really. It's a love-hate relationship with 2020. Well, Matthew, you've already said uh, that uh, this year uh, what was a kind of a blessing because you like being in your studio. You like being on your own creating music. How has it been? How Has it been a good year? Um, on the whole, yes, I think it has been a good year. If you weigh, if you weigh the pros and cons, obviously, as 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 Miguel said, it's it's always bittersweet because you know that the world is going through a horrible thing. Um, but as much as possible, we we were we were lucky that that no no one had <clears throat> had the virus, so so we we were we, kept, we were stronger and uh, we were strong and kept going. Um, and made the best out of out of a bad situation, you know. For sure, Kajin, tell me, how has your year been? Well, uh, I miss I miss performing. Uh, DJing has been uh, the biggest thing for me uh, personally. But as Matthew said, it was a blessing in disguise because if it was not the pandemic, I would have said that Amtim would have never happened or happened in uh, five years time, ten years time. Uh, on the whole, it was. It was a bad year, let's, let's be honest. Um, but M-Team was the ray of light. Yeah. 
just ask you because Matthew had already mentioned that this collaboration was already on the cards before COVID and Kajin you've just said that it that M-Team wouldn't have happened without COVID I mean how how would that not have happened or may have happened in five years if COVID had had not brought that along explain that to me how did how did COVID speed things along so before COVID we were already speaking about this collaboration it wasn't the, the plan to form a group, to form a band, it was just a, a collaboration. Um, if there wasn't COVID, we probably moved on working on other collaborations with other different people. But because of the way we work, and we can work even remotely because we are all producers ourselves, and Matthew can sing and record and produce himself as well, we kept going and we, we released another track and we started working on this track as well. And because of that, all happening in one year, we realized that it had to be something else, more than just a collaboration. Well, sticking with you for just a second, because we've talked about this before when I've interviewed you before. Each of you, just sitting here talking to you, each of you has a very different style. You have very different <laughs> smiles, very different mannerisms, and yet you managed to make that work in one of the most challenging years ever. How? How, I'm going to hear from each of you, but how, how on earth, from you first of all, Mickey Marker, how on earth did you make that work? Because you didn't even meet. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, it's still a shock. it still was a shock for me because there is always a lot of arguments and it's very, very hard to even come to a compromise between two people, let alone four people. <laughs> so, you aren't even <laughs> in the same room. Yeah, exactly. But somehow it did happen. And that's, that, that's why M-Team became a thing and not just a collaboration because we saw how... How, so how, how we responded to each other while working on the first song and how the people responded to us. And it's, it's really easy working with these guys. Okay, well, Kujin, I'm going to come back to you. We're going to do this in reverse order. You mentioned about uh, not being able to perform as a, as a DJ. Um, your style, what does that contribute to this, this, this collective no, the thing is, uh, as you said, we come from different backgrounds. Um, uh, Matthew James has always been uh, the big guy where it comes to mainstream, and uh, not that big. I'm five foot six. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Quite honest. But, quite honest. Uh, for example, me and Mickey Mago has always been on the club circuit uh, um, locally, um, uh, but I always see it as uh, like this healthy. Juice. You put all the right ingredients in it. Uh, one might not mix with the other, but all together it makes one kick-ass smoothie. Or, so um, uh, the, the, the right ingredients are there. And uh, the way we feel uh, in the studio and uh, with, uh, beyond that, I mean, it's something incredible. As Mickey said, uh, we were thinking of doing this as just a collaboration for one song only, but the fun we had doing the first one it would have been a shame that if we, uh, if we stopped or something. So 
Uh, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. For yeah, sure, so, for sure. But that is the main thing. Uh, the different influences really gelled things together. I have so many questions that have come out of what you've just said, but I'm going to come to, to Miguel, Mr. M first. Um, your style, we've got uh, the front man, the short front man. Uh, we've got the two DJs. Yeah. What, do you, what do you bring to the party? What's the element that we can hear when we're listening yeah. to M Team tracks that is distinctive Mr. M? Well, um, uh, I like to see that I'm between hybrid of things. Um, uh, I produce a lot of different music to different uh, artists as well, myself. <clears throat> so it goes from rap to bands to TV shows and uh, movies also now. So, uh, but I see myself having a strong element in drums and bass, for example. Wow. So, uh, yes, that's a little thing which... I like to do behind the scenes. Everyone has his potential. Mickey has amazing melodies. Kujin knows what is right in the mixture to make the people move. And of course, Matthew has the perfect vocals that hit you emotionally, you know. So those are all the ingredients that Kujin was saying. You know, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like you're a chef, basically. You're doing ingredients. I don't know, maybe that ingredient doesn't mix well with that ingredient, but do it all together and you have a burst of flavor. So oh, Certainly. I mean, this year has been a massive burst of flavor. I want to come to, on something you just said, I want to come to, to, to Matthew because we're talking about four very, very different styles, very, very different backgrounds. And somehow you've made it work without even being in the same room. You'd only met once before when you started this collaboration. This has, you talk about the, the, the mix, you talk about the recipe. It had every chance that this could be a total disaster. <laughs> Yeah, Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, M Matt, just tell, explain to me how you guys how managed... How it's not a disaster. How it's not... <laughs> how it, it has been one of the greatest things that came out of 2020, musically, particularly in Malta, and how, how that wasn't just a total and utter um, clash between thoughts, styles, and, you know, how did you... How on earth, on a practical level, do you make it work, and how did you make it work? Um, I, I... It's... I don't think it's any it's rocket science. I, I think it's it's mainly ha having fun. The the fun we have when we're together um gives us that freedom that the, it it brings down those self-doubt walls that you have when you're trying to write something. It's um it's it's the same feeling I I had the first time I played with a band in a garage when I was 16 years old. And it's because it's that is the reason why you did it in the first place, why, you, why we make music in the first place. That, that raw emotion, that first time you, you, you hear yourself, like you, you're used to playing alone in your room as soon as you hit the G chord and the bass guitar hits the G chord and the drum hits the, hits the crash and it's all together, it gives, it, it, it gives you something. And, and this happens um, every time we meet, not only when, we, when we're when we're writing, and when you, are, when you become a full-time musician, it's hard that, that every session is fun, um, because it, it, it becomes a bit of a, of a 
process. You know, you, you have to find ways how to produce things faster. Um, everything's happening so much so, so fast. So, so there's a bit of anxiety kicking in sometimes. With, with these guys, it's fun from beginning to end. I mean, when we started Love, um, we, we met in, in Gozo and we spent a day in Gozo writing this track. Um, and every second was fun. And I think that is the secret be, be, behind things. Well, I'm going to, you've given me that, that beautiful um, Matthew James, smiley, glorious view <laughs> of this. So I'm going to come to Kujin for, for a, like a, an honest, an honest retort to this. <laughs> no, 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 he was, he was. But, but let me ask you a question. Yes. Honestly, honestly, I want you to answer this question for me. Was there not times where something was sent to you as that was how you were originally working, where you just turned around and went, oh my gosh, that's blooming awful? <laughs> no. Yes, yes. Yeah, which one? <laughs> Remember, remember that piano that you said, Matt, we need something new. <laughs> this sounds uh, yes, old. Yes, it was like this really old piano but even uh, though, sound. But even the way he, he disses something, it's funny as well. No, <laughs> like fact, his fact, way. from these guys, I'm, I was closest with Mickey. Uh, because, like, like I said, we worked for so many years together. And uh, I don't know, when we were starting 1991, there were some elements that I was not really liking. And I spoke to Mick and I told him, listen, how can I tell them in a really decent way? <laughs> and then I told them, screw it, guys. Um, uh, I complain a lot. I can get uh, bad okay. vibes from, from some elements. But listen, uh, if I'm telling that I'm not liking this, it's because I want it for the greater good. Um, so I told them, no hard feelings. I, I, I adore you guys, but... Um, uh, I don't like this, or let's try to do that. Um, but eventually, it's not as if it's uh, like a tug of war. It needs to be my say, or Matthew say, or Mickey, or Miguel. Uh, so uh, that's that's the beauty of M Team. I mean, uh, as Matthew said, this is our first time. Um, I think us three, except for Matthew, that we're doing something this big, where, where the number of collaborators are a lot. Um, but the way we we gelled. Uh, I mean, every time we meet, like Matthew said, uh, when we were in Gozo, we had this fantastic day at Mickey's uh, studi studios, uh, treated by his family. Um, Amazing, good food, Ajin. Amazing, enormous Ajin. portions. Uh, <laughs> and then his father obviously wanted us to try his wine. Um, I love wine, so it was no problem for no me. No problem there, then. But uh, for the, the others, we were like, the hey, we still need to work. I said, yes, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, coming to you, Mickey, I mean, it, 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 uh, right from the outset, as I mentioned before, the four of you all have strong personalities, and, and I pitched that question to Kajin because I just have a feeling that he was going to be, if any of you were going to be a pain in the ass, he would be. Um, just guide me through uh, each of you from your point of view. Uh, we talked about M Matt and his vocals. Each of you, in an absolute nutshell, I want a summary of each of one of you from the MT. Musically or? No, both. both. Musically and personality. Yeah. Ha. Okay, no, no hard feelings, as you said. <laughs> um, we start with Matt. Um, Matt forgets a lot, all right? Sometimes I need to say things twice, thrice. Till can I just ask you? Yes, uh-huh. Can I just ask you, does he turn up on time? 
Um, yes, he does wow. turn up one time. Yes, 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 okay, he does turn up enough. one time. When he remembers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh-huh. sometimes I send him as something to work on and he keeps working till 4 a.m. He, he's that type of guy. He wants to finish things. He forgets to eat. That type of guy. Miguel, Miguel, he's very positive, very relaxed. Sometimes we end up talking for hours and not do what we had to do in the beginning. And then, oh, we have to do something. That's Miguel. Um, he's very busy, so yeah. Did you send that video? No, you still didn't. Oops, you still didn't send that video. He needs to send me a video, but he didn't. Kujin, Kujin, um, he doesn't use Facebook Messenger, so we, we, we talk on Facebook, but he's absent. He's somewhere in the clouds. So then I need to speak to him directly. He's, and he's then like, I. He's like my PA. <laughs> Sometimes he's like my, uh, he's like my PA. Because, listen, uh, coach, can you go quickly on Messenger? And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, uh, listen, we have to do that. Ah, oh, okay. Let me do it. Uh, See, so I'm changing. Is there something else I need to do or something? Or uh, <laughs> is that clear? So, yes, yes. And then he just goes and replies to the whole thread for the, the past day. Yeah, but I think that everyone. And yourself, you left yourself out of that one. Oh, so I think it's up to these guys to do it. <laughs> He's the paranoid one. Paranoid. Yes. If we make this, it might not get liked. Um, or um, um, we need to make it bigger because uh, it, we need to get more reach. Or if we do this, uh, he's the he paranoid and the cautious one. No, I see. At the I same see. time, at, at the same time, he's the musical. Uh, uh, how how do you put it? Um, he's the tech, super technical guy. Like what I do in uh, half an hour, he can do it in five seconds. At all rounder, like After Effects, Premiere, Logic, anything you name it, he 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 runs the DAW. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's something that runs in the water of Gozo, or I don't know, it's a strong genes or something, yeah. you know? Because after we leave the studio and it's me, Matthew, and Kujin, we're like. Jesus, did you see Mickey? He was using After Effects. I, I think it's his father's wine. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> all I'm going to say is, uh, Mickey, can we all get some of that wine, please? Excellent, excellent. Listen, coming back to you, Mickey, because Kajin just said something very, very uh, uh, crucial there. He did mention that you are concerned about whether something is going to be liked, how popular something is going to be. As an artist, as a recording artist, how important is it that your music or you as an artist is liked? Do you not ever just want to, you know, do, do you think to yourself, but I know this is good, so I'm going to just put it out there anyway, and if it's not liked, I don't give a rat's ass. It all comes down to the artist, because there are some artists who just want to make music for themselves, but then there are some other artists who want to make it work, want to please the, the people. I find myself in, in between that. I don't want to give... 100% and just focus on what what is working right now and what the trends are. But I cannot ignore the fact that there are trends happening and there are certain styles which are hot and are not. So I cannot just be stubborn and make my own thing and pretend that it's going to work. So yes, but, but that sometimes takes a toll on you. Sometimes when I'm alone in the studio, like this is not going to work, what is this happening? And, and, I, and I end up not being creative. And that's why I love working with these, because when, when I'm with them, I ask them, is this good? All right, yes, it's good. And we keep going, and the flow keeps going. And that's the beauty of working with people. 
Well, I want to I want to pick up on that because that's a that's a, an absolutely amazing thought, and I want to pick up on that. And I'm just going to ask Matthew. Um, you obviously, all four of you have an incredible magic, and it's one that has come out of the the hardest and darkest year of our age. And yet you put this, the, these, these tracks together. Um, we're going to have a listen to Love in just a second, which is phenomenal and amazing. And you know it's good. Now, I want to just ask you a question. You guys are all Malta-based artists. And I know Malta is a great country and it's a fantastic country, but it's also a small country. Do you not, starting with you, Matthew, do you not think that you together as a, as a foursome could outgrow Malta and be able to look further afield? Um, it's, it's not about outgrowing Malta because performing in Malta has always been a, a great experience. Um, but it's, it's about the innate feeling of an artist to share his music with as, much peop as many people as possible. Um, so, yes, I think it's important to like spread and i think i think we we have a product that that has potential in, in certain areas again depending on the country certain styles are more popular than others so it's 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 also it, that that's the point that you asked mickey comes in like you have to know what people like in certain places to see if m team and what we have will work but it's it, it's a case of you know you you are one of the biggest names in Malta, so you know that you're going to get on a stage and you're going to have a fan base, and being all of you being so uh, so advanced in your careers, is it a risk to go overseas where you are not known? Bearing in mind that here in Malta everybody knows who you are, mm -hmm. and being able to go overseas and to take that risk is that is that exciting? Is it intimidating? Is it scary as crap? Or is it everything? Um, the, I think there are many ways how to do it, and each way has a each way has a different level of how scary it is. Um, so there's the old school way where you tour until you make it, but I don't think it's the case where that that method works anymore. I mean. I think nowadays you just need a financer who has a million dollars and doesn't know what to do with them and he wants to invest them in an artist. And Pop, you're lucky that you, you're playing at the same wedding that he is and it, it happens, you know? I mean, even, we're very happy with, with what we produce and, and we love what we're creating and I believe every new thing that we, we create gets better and we get better. But... There are good guys out there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there are 12 year olds who can do what us four do, do together. Um, and, and I think it's, it's something that, that maybe Maltese artists kind of forget sometimes that we're not alone um, in, in the world. Like not only Maltese artists exist and you, you have people like... Even 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 the fa the the funding for for the arts abroad, there are bigger budgets, so you can get better products. You know, it's 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 not that as easy as just saying, okay, I'm gonna go make it abroad. You know, 
For sure. Well, I'm going to come to Miguel, to Mr. M. I'm going to ask you. Um, uh, Matt just mentioned there the funding and support. And there's a question that I've already asked today. Do you feel like the arts and the music industry is supported enough in Malta? Because it, of all of the industries, we've seen hospitality devastated this year. We've seen restaurants closing. We've seen, you know, bars not able to open. We've seen, you know, airports empty. But of course, the performing arts, the, the, the music industry has also been decimated. Is, do you think you've had enough support over the last year? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, support as in as artists, you mean? Yeah, as in artists who are living through uh, something that we've never, ever, could never yeah. have anticipated or never experienced. Before. I mean, um, uh, personally, I think uh, we've been neglected um, uh, for quite a fair share to be honest, and uh, it's a bit sad because um, uh, at the end of the day, we are the ones that do entertainment, you know? There are other sectors that make entertainment, but we do entertain the crowd. Um, people want to go to clubs and have a fun night out. People want to go and see a concert and enjoy the night and make memories listening to those tracks. So I do think uh, that we were neglected uh, in some ways, yes, because, um, for example, if there were bands <coughs> or uh, artists, DJs, as Kujin and Mickey Mago said, um, uh, that they used to perform, you know, in clubs, giving concerts, people go to enjoy themselves, make memories, feel the good vibe. Um, uh, so... We do perform as artists, but uh, thinking about it, there are two sectors of it. For example, one sector is that I have just mentioned. The second, on the other hand, from my end, um, I always try to take the positive out of the negative. So uh, when I saw all this pandemic taking gold crisis on all these uh, singers and performers, um, uh, I saw an opportunity which uh, I started to work with uh, a lot of singers, for example, and giving them work, um, uh, for example, for songwriting camps or stuff like that, which, uh, I mean, uh, it was something thinking outside of the box, but uh, um, it could have continued them making money, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. uh, them performing, because I'm sure that, talking for, for myself, I do get the edge that I want to perform, you know, but unfortunately well, they, you can't. And there is always two two sides to every coin. Yeah. To, you know, it's a, COVID has been a double-edged sword. And I'm going to come to, to, to Mickey over here because you and Kujin, I'm pretty sure, and I've already spoken to Matthew about this, but, but part of your, your makeup is, as DJs, as, as uh, Miguel was just saying, is being up there on the stage and performing. And of course, that has not been possible this year. First, I've got two questions for you. First of all, to you, Mickey, how itching are you to get back on the stage? How, how much do you want to be there? In the beginning, it was, I, I saw it as a break, a bit of a break, because after a while, you, you need a break, week in, week out. And I also got the time to focus more on the studio stuff, on productions. Now, the studio stuff really exploded. I, like, I, I'm, I'm more busy than I was with gigs as well. So I'm, I'm a bit afraid going, <laughs> going back performing again, but I, I, I really wish to have... A good, a good gig again. 
This is an outrageously positive and successful story. Uh, each of you uh, have been talking about the positives of, uh, of 20 when there really has been very few stories like yours. I'm coming to you, Kujin. We're loving the M team. We're loving your music. We're loving the collaboration. We're loving the four of you and the energy that you have between you. And I have so many questions. I could just keep asking you all, you know, <laughs> for the next two days. But I want to just ask you, Kajin, you guys, obviously, as we talked about the potential of, of taking this product, taking this, this collaboration overseas, which surely would then involve some live performance. What earth? would a live performance of the M team look like? We asked that same question ourselves. However, um, in the recent months, we were thinking of how we can pull this off live. Because obviously, um, uh, it's a different than other bands. I mean, we hate calling ourselves a band. We see ourselves as this group, the super group. Um, I like that. We're more dance-oriented, so the live elements uh, in the uh, from the dance music scene uh, will be present. We love the retro stuff and the electronic, uh, all electronic from 80 sounds, 70 sounds. So we believe that we can really pull it off when the right time comes. Is it an essential part of? Of once, obviously, as you mentioned, once it comes, once we can go to live shows uh, and gigs and concerts and all the rest of it, is it going to be crucially important for M Team to perform live? Definitely, hundred yes. percent. These um, are stadium songs. <laughs> like we have to hear them on the. There you go. I'm seeing you guys at Wembley. There's, a, you know, Matt's just said it's a stadium sound. Um, so that's so that's something you're gonna have to look into is how that that. In our head, we have a very good idea of where we want to take the live performances. Um, however, a lot of practice uh, is needed for this as. Uh, and funding. <laughs> funding, <laughs> practice. Of course. Because wink, wink, it's, it's something uh, that I don't think it was ever present here in Malta. So uh, it will be groundbreaking. So I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to come across and ask each one of you, um, and I want you guys to think about this and give me what comes from the heart. If you could see yourselves... And let's say two years' time, because we're hoping that in two years' time we ha will have recovered completely from 2020. If you guys could see yourselves in two years' time living out the M-Team dream, what for you would that look like? Well, I think if we make it to, the, to being household names as being one of the leading groups here in Malta, for me it would be quite the achievement. Just in Malta? Let's start. Let's first conquer Malta. <laughs> Mickey, tell me what to, what you what your dream would be. Dream big, my friend. When when I see dreams, I always see different levels of dreams. Like there's the highest point of dreams, which is like being in LA, living in each other, writing music, blah blah blah. That sort of dream, touring, etc. Then I go a, bit, a step down, like being. A, a huge band in Malta performing uh, in the biggest concerts and maybe have some gigs outside of Malta. Yes, and, and then a bit lower, it's almost where we are, like having songs on the radio, etc., etc. So, yes, that's like I always see it in different stages. Okay, for you, I, and I've got to say, just 
Dream big. Keep dreaming yeah. big. I'm seeing you guys at Wembley. <laughs> um, for you, Miguel, you, your dream, two years' time, where are you guys going to be at? Well, I want to start by saying that uh, for me, it's already a part of the dream came true because, I mean, doing two tracks and being on the top charts, I think that's for me a dream achieved. So wow. that's one okay, step. Wow, okay, cool. It really has been a, so, blooming, a blooming good yeah, year. Yeah, I mean... That's an amazing start, in my opinion. Um, uh, but taking it uh, up a notch is uh, selling out like uh, a venue, like sold out tickets. That's would be one badass thing, which I'll say, damn right, you know, it's stepping up. And the final step, like as Mickey said, the biggest dreams is um, uh, I think if we're touring, like going from LA to Brixton Academy, O2 Arenas, those nice. would be, of course, sensational. But uh, as Matthew said, wink, wink, funding. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, but yes, that's how I see it, at least. Let, let's come to, to Matt and his wink, wink, funding. Um, <laughs> Matt, just, just for, for myself and, and anybody that's listening into this, when you talk about funding, do you have an idea of how much it would take to take you to where, to your highest dream? <laughs> project by project, I have an idea, but not the total, because, I mean, it, it, in reality, the, the dream to, to make it internationally mostly inspires me because you get to meet other artists who are your idols, you know? So, like, if you're, like at the Grammys, you know, and you're si sitting next to Finis and Billie Eilish. It's like, <laughs> you know, like, so how was that sound? You know, how did you get those vocals so perfectly in sync? How did the doubles didn't face together? Um, Wouldn't your dream be to be sitting next to... <laughs> Or Miguel is coming I back mean, to the funding, but wouldn't your dream be to be sitting next to somebody and somebody's asking you that question? I don't think I'm as creative as Phyllis at the moment, so, <laughs> so I think I'll be doing the questions. But your dream, if you could, you could go that high, we're, mm -hmm. we're talking about Grammys, we're talking about, I mean, you know, everybody should dream, everybody uh -huh, should uh -huh, have uh -huh, that uh -huh. goal, because if you don't have that goal, you have no drive to get there. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm telling you, as in, I mentioned Grammys, because it's just an event that you would be with the other artists. I mean, even actors, you know, you get to meet your childhood heroes, Jim Carrey, you know, and uh, it's, it's, that, that, that always inspired me. Like, even um, before I got to know the, circ the, the music circle in Malta, I, I, I used to, like, dr dream of, of speaking to uh, Ivan from Winter Moods and Ira Losco, you know, these were the dreams. So, Yes, part of the dream came true because nowadays I'm lucky to call them like my friends, you know. Listen, uh, love has just come out. It's absolutely fantastic. A massive, massive congratulations for that. Street lights, rainy days, looking for another place to start over, to get over the dark nights coming our way, making it so hard to stay. Listen, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm thrilled that, uh, that you've finished the year on a high, finished the year with love. Uh, and, obviously, uh, and obviously, I'm also incredibly 
thrilled that you guys have had such a positive year, which has been for so many people so tough. And it's always great to hear really positive stories. I am wishing you all the very, very best and hoping that we're going to be sitting down and having a conversation about this in a year's time when you've just signed your act, someone's given you some money, you're off to LA and you're going to send me a ticket so I can come and interview you there. Can we do that? That sounds fantastic. Brilliant. And listen, gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank, thank you so much, Rudy.